once I had those mentors, I started to understand the value of mentorship in general. The idea that knowledge is locked up in a specific group of people. If you are of a certain class, if you are a certain income level, arguably, if you're of a certain race, knowledge is trapped in these places. And we need to find ways to disseminate that knowledge so that other people have the ability to, like you said, go and become founders to build profitable businesses, to be successful, to contribute to society. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth until tomorrow. No Code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from an ethical hacker to a European Ivy League business graduate to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer, I have lost everything twice, and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. The No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity, perspective, and persistence to go on this journey with me and get from experts, as well as the stories of other makers, the answers about money, marketing, and mindsets so that makers become earners, earners become founders, and founders get freedom and create wealth. My guest today is Chris Tung. Chris is the founder of Coffee Chats, a no-code tool that allows anyone to create a website and host virtual coffee chats without writing any code. Before Coffee Chats, Chris has built four other side projects, two of which failed, One was acquired and the other is profitable and provides passive income for Chris to fund fund his work. Chris, how are you today? Hey, Aziz. I'm I'm doing really well. Uh, Thanks for having me on the podcast and uh, thanks for starting it off. Your, Your story of failure is something I can definitely relate to. And yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And that reminds me of a quote that inspires me often. When we lose everything... We don't start from scratch. We start from experience. So I like to think that we're both very seasoned because like meat that was tenderized and seasoned, <laughs> we are perfect for to create that perfect meal. And to ask you a, a bit of context, what is your story, the story that made you the Chris that we know today? Yeah. Um, so I let starting with college, I think it's probably the most interesting place to begin. So I went to UC Davis, um, and graduated in 2011. I majored in English. Uh, the idea was always to work in comic books, to work in writing or publishing or something like that. The summer of my junior year, I ended up getting an internship at Marvel Comics for the X-Men office, which was the absolute dream job for me. My first memory with my dad was watching the X-Men cartoons. And so I got that job and I flew out to New York for that internship, uh, unpaid internship. So I'm very fortunate to have parents that could support me um, and a couple hundred bucks that I saved up during my kind of college job working at a coffee shop. And so after that internship, I decided to move out to New York after graduation. And I was at this crossroad of where do you want to go? Do you want to work, continue working in comics? I had an interview lined up at DC Comics, or would you want to go into marketing? Uh, on one hand, the the comics job was was the plan. It always was the plan. And then I was offered this job in marketing for an e-commerce startup uh, at Quidzy, which um, was the parent company of diapers.com and soap.com. And I thought, well, this is something that I could actually learn from. And the people that I worked with were really inspirational during the interview process. They were incredibly empathetic and inviting and knowledgeable. And I thought, If I went down this path, at least I could learn something. And if I do want to go back to comic books, I can always find my way back there. So ultimately, I ended up taking the marketing job. And that role was in email marketing. So they needed me to code the emails that were sent out to the millions of customers that we had. That ended up probably being the most 
valuable choice I can make in my career because it introduced me to so many great people from Harvard Business School, Stanford Business School, Wharton, um, these incredibly brilliant people that I've never been able to be in the room with. Um, and for me to be able to hang with them, to learn from them, but also contribute value to them. And that was also where I was able to gain my first set of mentors. And that's a really important part of the story because I think once I had those mentors, I started to understand the value of mentorship in general. The idea that knowledge is locked up in uh, a specific group of people if you are of a certain class, if you are a certain income level, arguably if you're of a certain race, right? Knowledge is trapped in these places and we need to find ways to disseminate that knowledge so that other people have the ability to, like you said, go and become founders, to build profitable businesses, to be successful, to contribute to society. And so that became a a really important part of who I am and what I wanted to go about doing. So once I got that job, I got a couple other jobs um, about, I did year stints more or less at these various startups. Two of them were acquired by Amazon. So I started to become this guy that my friends would go to for salary negotiations and things like that because I had done it quite a few times. So I was able to move my salary up from, I guess, uh, $52,000 um, to you know almost $100,000 um, pretty quickly over the course of like three or four years. And I, again, as an English major, I, it, really the idea was like I wasn't supposed to do this kind of thing. Um, but it was working for me. And so I started to give my advice back to other people um, through coffee chats and things like that. I then decided to learn how to program um, after a good conversation with a friend who said, what side projects do you have in your free time? And I said, none, I'm in marketing. I don't really know what a side project is. And he was like, well, you should learn how to program. It could be helpful and you might be able to like make some stuff. So decided to learn a program. And that programming paired with my desire and passion for mentorship kind of unlocked uh, coffee chats what it is today but before coffee chats uh there were failures along the way the first one was huddle the idea was it was more of a reddit style career community where college students and recent graduates would be able to have text-based conversations with people at facebook and google and all these kinds of companies um that failed i think i have a strong perspective on marketplaces now and i'm happy to go into that if that's of interest for the podcast but for me it just did not scale a text-based reddit style community and so i spun that down then i took another run at it seeing the success of gigster which was a marketplace for software development i thought well maybe we can make a marketplace for marketing and consulting and i called that advisely and that was more of an uber model so aziz you go on the platform you say my cost per minute is uh, $100. If someone talks with you for 30 minutes, well, hey, you just made three grand. Amazing. Um, that didn't work, though, because I, I have some thoughts, but I think it really came down to marketplaces are hard. And I didn't have enough way to seed the supply such that the demand was starting to come in. And so I took a break. I thought I'm going to go and work at Google, which is where I currently am in my full time job. And um, I will focus on that. And then COVID hit. And I was sitting at home on a weekend and I thought, kind of to your point, I've had these failures in this advice space before, but maybe I should take one more run at it again because COVID has really fundamentally changed things. Unemployment rate was reaching an all-time high. A lot of my friends on LinkedIn were talking about how they've been laid off and things like that. And so I thought, well, let's just start small and make my time available for virtual coffee chats because it's something I would have done if I could meet in person. Let's make them virtual. And that was the MVP. And I think. I shared it on LinkedIn um, and I got like 25 coffee chats booked on my calendar in like a day. And it was like, holy moly, this clearly people are in need of advice and need coffee chats still, even though we are sheltering in place. And then I had a little bottom uh, call to action that said, join the waitlist if you want to also make yourself available for coffee chats. And I got about 15 people to join that list. And from there, just kind of kept building and iterating. And now coffee chats is at this point where It's less of just purely about uh, making it easier to schedule virtual coffee chats and more about uh, a no-code platform to empower people to host coffee chats, but also make money from those coffee chats and potentially turn things like a conversation into a side hustle. So that was a really long-winded answer. Uh, Hopefully it answered your question, though. No, I love it. Uh, You know, I've been implementing a format recently where I explore the guest's idea and then I turn it into the right and clear and crystal kind of messaging that will cut through the noise. So 
I'm loving hearing and every single piece of information counts. So at first, you know, I might ask questions that seem a bit basic or might even seem like I dislike the idea, although no, I am someone who has grew up almost with no mentors. So I have had that long road to freedom <laughs> that I'm still on without support. And it's really, really lonely and hard. So I know that. But I will play the devil's advocate a little bit so that if the idea survives critical thinking, it means it's worth investing time, effort, and marketing into. So first, to people who might not know, what is a coffee chat? Yep. Uh, coffee chats is a no-code platform that enables anyone to make money hosting coffee chats. Um, you can create a site, um, customize that site, and then connect your Google Calendar to that site so that your calendar of events becomes available and visible so that people know when you are free. And then you can share your custom website link with your followers, your network, your friends, so that they can book time with you without all the back and forth over email. You can also connect with Stripe so that you can actually charge for your coffee chats. So in theory, Aziz, you could say, a, a chat with me is $100 for 30 minutes, and then you can start to make side income off of mentorship. So the ideal customer right now, it seems to be marketers, consultants, influencers who are looking for a way to monetize their audience or people who are just looking for an easy scheduling tool, and then they don't charge for chats at all. Great. And how is that different to Advisely? Because it sounds just like a repackaging of an old idea under a new name. Yeah, I don't want to sound harsh, you know, but I'm I'm trying to get just the essence of this idea and its uniqueness. Yes, I think that's a great question. So, Advisely was very much a a B two C marketplace. The idea was I sit in the middle. I have consultants on the supply side, and I have people who need consultants on the demand side. And then the marketplace would connect them, and then take a percentage of the transaction. Think of it kind of like a, like an Uber for advice. The coffee chats model is more of a B2B2C play. And what I mean by that is my job is to get kind of the little lowercase b. So not I'm not going after the capital B like Facebook and Google, but I am going after maybe an employee at a Facebook, an employee at Netflix who has valuable information, who also has some free time to provide mentorship or is looking for, you know, between 5 to 9 p.m., a way to make a couple bucks um, giving advice to people, whether it's marketing, growth, scale, whatever. But they have to go out and get the customers. And so whereas in the Advisely model, it would be a marketplace. You go to advisely.com, your profile is Aziz, you share that out. This is more of a website model. So Aziz makes a website with Coffee Chats. His website can now be hosted on his own custom domain, aziz.com. And then you now have this branded personal experience similar to what you'd get from a Squarespace. And then you would just share your website out with your followers. A couple of the other site templates are variations off of like the link tree style. So you can link out to um, your LinkedIn, you know, your Facebook, your Instagram, your blog, but also have a call to action that says schedule a coffee chat with me for free or for, you know, X, X dollars. And from there, I only make money off of either the 5% transaction fee that comes if you're on the free tier. But if you upgrade to paid, which is currently set at an early bird pricing of $10 per month, then you don't have to pay a transaction fee at all. And that is a really important part and a differentiator. Because if I look at the Advisely model, Advisely only scaled and was successful when I took a 50% transaction fee from every connection made on the platform. This is very similar to other kind of advice marketplaces out there where they need to take a percentage of transaction uh, from each chat. But what I realized is that in like highly intelligent uh, like people that I was going after, things like marketing consultants, things like finance consultants, software engineers, things like that, they quickly realized that 15% transaction fee of a $200 call was eating into their margin and they didn't really come back. But what became more interesting was if I just give them a flat monthly reoccurring cost of $10, then they can make as much money as they want and I no longer take a percentage of the transaction. And that became much more interesting to them. And I think the comparable business model is Etsy and Shopify. Shopify, 
charges a monthly cost for you to use their platform, a no-code tool to make your store, your own custom domain, and then you can make as much money as you want. We've seen Kylie Jenner make billions of dollars with Shopify. Etsy, on the other hand, is a marketplace. Etsy makes a percentage of the transactions that go through their platform. And in doing so, that's how Etsy grows. And then the stores get visibility and things like that. If we look at the market caps of the two businesses, I think last time I looked, Etsy was maybe at like $15 billion. Shopify is closer to $120 billion. And I think if we look at those two business models, we can kind of see that marketplaces are certainly valuable for some things. But given my experience with both Huddle and Advisely, the kind of twist this time was, let's just take the Shopify model of empowering the people who want to host coffee chats with a branded experience and not have to take all these constant transaction fees and instead just say, pay me monthly reoccurring costs to host your website and run your business and then go make thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't care. You get to keep as much of it as you want. I love the metaphors you're using. Advisely is the Uber, is the Uber, and uh, this uh, one coffee chats is uh, Shopify. It's really good marketing. And to dive into it further, two small questions. One, how many paid people who pay $10 per month do you need to break even? And the second one, which is very important, why shouldn't people just use Stripe, Card, and Calendly to achieve what you're offering? What's your differentiator compared to that? Yes. So the first one on break-even, I am already break-even at a little over break-even with the 10 customers we have. Because right now, it is just me. I don't have any other developers or UX people, whatever. I try and find free tools to get as far as I need to go. And yeah, so it really comes down to just server costs. Um, and so I am already a little profitable, though I'm certain we could be more profitable uh, over the long term. Um, so that's great. And then on why not use Calendly and Card? I think that's a really great question. And it's the one that came up the most when I launched the MVP in June. Because everyone said, well, isn't this really like a Calendly? And I thought, well, what is the white space, though, that I could go after? And I was noticing that a lot of people were doing exactly what you said, Calendly plus Card. And I thought, well, what if you can make a product, though, with that use case in mind and be narrowly focused on that? So, and the reason why I talk about narrow focus is that through the startups that I've worked at and the other projects that I've built, it became very clear that you just want, it's far better to have a small number of people love your product than many people kind of like or like meh your product, right? Because love, love has very strong retention. And when it comes to a monthly recurring business, you need love to keep people coming back to refer their friends and to grow their platform organically. And so that's the use case I'm going to go after. And so, yes, you could use Card and Calendly together. But I think the last time I looked at it, the monthly cost to do both would be more than the current cost of Coffee Chats at $10 a month. And if it's not, someone email me and let me know and we, I can figure something out there. But the idea is let's just bundle these two services together and satisfy this customer who's looking for this. So the customers that I've, I've that have upgraded and I work closely with um, are exactly that. They just wanted a one app solution, no code needed to manage their calendar and provide a little bit more detail about themselves or link out to other things. And so just taking that approach of let's find these people who want a website and a calendar solution, calendaring solution on that website and let's go make the best product for them seems to be working okay. Great. And since you talked about the narrow case use, and I love what you said, I believe wholeheartedly in it, that you should find your pocket of people who love you rather than be meh or a nice thing for a lot of people. And to ask you about this, what kind of people seem to be now most attracted to your platform and specifically the people who are paying, not the free members? Yeah, those users tend to be successful in their career, are fairly busy and have lots of events going on, but also have this hard to measure, hard to find thing of, I would like to give mentorship. And it goes back to what I said in the beginning of like, what was my story? I was able to work at an amazing startup with so many people 
that naturally mentorship came to them. It was something that they cared about. It was something that they loved to do. I've met other people from the same business schools that they've gone to, and not everybody is the exact same. Um, and so it's very hard to find that that pocket of I am a seasoned professional with experience to give, and I want to give that information away when I am able to. Um, it's hard to find, but those are the people that seem to latch on most, and they're, those are the people that understand what I want to build, which is very much rooted in a coffee chat has changed my life. Right, a coffee chat introduced me to the guy who was able to refer me to Google. A coffee chat was able to reconnect me with a friend who was able to get in touch with the woman that I am now married to, right? So coffee chats have fundamentally changed my life. And it is rooted in the idea of there's really no uh, no strings attached. It's like, I just want to have a chat and I'll make it available. Now, there are those who do want a little bit of an incentive and they want to be able to charge for the other people that want to chat with them. And that's totally fine. And that's what I've also built as a, as a feature as well. But also, one of the things that I was very intentional about was making the ability to have coupons in the product as well. So one user who um, is on the platform, and she's not on the paying tier, but she is running paying chats. So I monetize that 5% transaction fee. Her big thing was, I already have students that go to me for product manager interviews. And for those that can't afford it, I just want to be able to give them coupons. And I was like, oh, I already have that feature. This is where you do it. And she's like, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And so it is that thing of, yes, if I can monetize my time, great. But I'm also happy to give that information away to those that absolutely need it. Those are the users that have upgraded and those are the ones that retain the best. I love it. And I want to say two things. First, your stories about how a coffee chat got you to Google and the coffee chat got you to the woman you married should be in your marketing because Thank it you. will yeah. attract more. You No, really, because stories are the most powerful kind of proof in the world. People believe stories for some reason because the brain is made to structure information in stories. They believe them more than hard data. You can spend 18 hours. They did this study where they gave people like, 50 studies that proved something 100%. And then they told them a story that contradicted it. And they believed the story more than that fact. So those stories really should be on that page or in a video or something like that. And about the coupons, can people donate to unfortunate or less privileged people coupons to buy mentorship from cool people at your website? Or are those coupons only for self-use for people who charge but want to give it to their own, uh, the people who will come to them? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't have it set up at a global level where the platform can give a coupon for someone else's site. Um, it's something that is interesting. Um, and I could like pay out essentially those conversations. It's just not something I've explored. It's more of the latter. So for example, um, I have a friend on the platform who is a group product manager as well. He can make coupons and then give them away to his followers and his subscribers and anyone who needs them. But I can't set it up yet where anyone can use this master code and get their first chat for free from anybody. It's certainly a growth tactic that I can look into, but I don't have that yet. Um, and then to your point about I'm story, not even oh, sorry, go ahead. thinking about growth, I'm thinking that the people who you said love mentoring, they would love to be able to know that there is a kind of goodwill created. So please, yes, speak about that, uh, those stories. That's absolutely critical. And mention a little bit how much percentage of people who are paying you 10 bucks a month are getting paid for their mentorship. And what is the percentage of people who are doing it absolutely to give as givers to others? Yeah. So on, on the topic of how many of them are getting paid for mentorship versus giving to others, I would say of the paid customers, probably 60 to 80% do the majority of their chats for free still. But the benefit of paid is that they can also connect their coffee chat site to their own custom domain or add custom questions. So Aziz, your questions might be, how did you find my podcast? And tell me something interesting about yourself. Whereas another customer, their custom questions might be, um, give me your LinkedIn so I can look at your LinkedIn ahead of time before a mentorship call um, or something like that. So 
the upgrading unlocks some of those additional features that are still valuable, even if you're not charging for chats. But I would say yes, around 60 to 80%. Of yes, which is the Pareto principle, what I expect. I'm all talking about those 20%. How many of them pay to give free coffee chats and how many of them pay to actually charge for the coffee chats? Right now, I'd say close to like 50-50 of the, of the 20% that are, if that answers your question. Yes, it does. And please tell me about the story element because that's like the apex of the value right there yeah so so uh what i was gonna say just about storytelling is one of the the best kind of seminars that i went to at a work event once was around marketing through storytelling and uh, i am more of a quant marketer so i get really into like cost per click return on ad spend cost per acquisition all that kind of stuff and she's in a room with all these tech people. And so they tend to lean that way as well. And she, she basically broke down very well um, your exact point, which is we think people respond positively to data and quant based um, decision-making things like this has more calories in it. This has a lower price. This is this graphics card is three times faster than the other guy, whatever. But in reality, the vast majority make decisions through, I think it's the right side, right? The, the creative side. And um, you think about what is the most successful advertisement campaigns that really stick with you. And for me, I'm reminded of one just from work, which is in 2009, I remember seeing Google run an ad on television, which was about um, search. And the ad wasn't, we are the fastest search, we have the most results. The ad was, this is a guy who lands in Paris and meets a girl and needs to know, how, like, what did she say? Google, translate, you know, hello in French. Google, translate, how do I order a ham sandwich? Or Google, um, where do you want to go for dinner tonight? And it was a story told in about 45 seconds of him using Google to learn to speak French, Google to uh, get a ticket, um, so that he could go see her uh, to search for a chapel to get married. And then the last one was Google, how do I assemble a baby crib? And it was like this amazing moment, right? Of like, search is so valuable because we're all looking for knowledge through all the aspects of our life. And Google is there for you for those moments. And I think to your point about storytelling, that's the story. It's not we're the fastest, we're the best search engine. It's we're there to help you with knowledge when you need it. Yes, and yours is a story of transformation through access to mentorship that yes. makes this very hard road that, if, I mean, I don't know, you've been through too without mentors, which is uh, full of potholes and all that. So I believe if you put on videos, just like even Zoom interviews with people who have been very happy using your platform and instead of just filling your page with uh, all the benefits which is good making it more about like a person comes and says you know i've been working so hard in my life i didn't see the actual results but since i started using coffee chats and then mentoring people and seeing that glimmer of hope in their eyes and you know when chris came to me he didn't know I was struggling with his business and then he almost lost his house. And then I gave him a few tips that he took to heart and trusted me and implemented. And now he's buying his first home rather than getting evicted. And that makes me just really feel the meaning and value in my life. For example, or another person, he says, I search everywhere. Knowledge is locked online. What we find for free is really worth nothing that's why it's free but then when i came here and i found these great mentors and i needed i had this pain i went and i spoke and just 30 minutes gave me clarity and purpose and allowed me to be motivated because now i knew what to do i'm not confused anymore and i see progress and if you have like six of these that people click they're like 
oh my God, this this is, you are the hero that will take me on this story. Actually, it's, you know, in marketing, you are the guide, the Yoda, because the hero should be them. But I am saying, you know, so you are the Yoda through coffee shots who takes uh, the Luke Skywalker from nothing into uh, defeating the empire through your wisdom and everything. And this is next level marketing, which is to make it all about the story where you are the hero. And let me explore a bit more. What kind of customers, I don't mean it in that way, okay, not customers, but like mentees have been coming, uh, if you have any data on them, like where are they located, what kind of jobs do they have, age range, males, females, like IT sector, not, what kind of type of person has been coming to get mentorship? Yeah, and I think that's an interesting question because it will vary per user. So the ones that come to mind are my most engaged chats. They're using it for different use cases because coffee chats does have many use cases in the same way that Shopify, you're able to sell food or t-shirts or computer parts, right? So there are many different use cases. What I can say, at least for me, because my own um, consulting site is powered by coffee chats, um, the people that I've been able to speak most, most with are college students and recent graduates, um, and then to a lesser extent, those that are like transi- transitioning in their job roles or trying to find new jobs and um, are looking for advice. So I guess actually, if I would take it a step further, the, the core thing that they all have in common is they're at an inflection point in their career and advice is crucial. And it's also advice that is very hard to Google. It's advice that's very hard to get on Quora or Reddit. And that I think they're looking for somebody that they can relate to. It's kind of to your point, like Luke Skywalker relates to Yoda because he is a Jedi that is able to control the force and is in a more senior role than Luke starts at. But Luke wouldn't necessarily go to like some random on like Tatooine because it's not someone that's aspirational to him, right? Yoda is aspirational for Luke. Therefore, the advice is valuable. I'm now in a position, given the roles that I've worked at and what I've done so far, that people look to me for aspiration. Now, I don't get nurses, doctors, lawyers, finance people, because that's not my, I'm not aspirational for them. But I am aspirational for these people looking to get into tech and or product management and or product marketing. And so I guess if I were to summarize, it's I'm at an inflection point in my career. I would like to work in tech. I would like to talk with somebody that has actually done it and has results that prove that their path worked. And so those are my kinds of people. Uh, kind of demographic questions that you were asking about. Um, it seems to be a mixture of males and females, but many of them find me through LinkedIn because that's really the only way I go about promoting it. Though I'm also, I promote it on my Twitter, but I have, I think, less engagement on Twitter than I do my LinkedIn. And they're all over the world. I think that was the most interesting and exciting part of Coffee Chats was that um, before I would do coffee chats for people in the San Francisco Bay Area because that's where I worked and we would meet up at a Pete's or a Starbucks. Over the course of coffee chats, I think I've personally done at least 60, if not closer to 100. I haven't run the count recently. And it is people in India, Canada, uh, New Jersey, California, um, New York, uh, just so many. Oh, London. Scotland, like all over the world, people have just kind of found me and are like, hey, this chat for $10 is great. And then I actually, there's an ability to leave a note about uh, your billing practices. So things like leave a refund or cancel 24 hours in advance so I can refund you the amount that you pay for a coffee chat. I just put that plus I was donating my $10 for chats to causes I cared about. So Black Girls Code was one. And then Swing Left was another one that I cared about. And so all the money came through there. So when I would talk with people, it was nice for them to kind of say like, one, thank you for the chat. And two, I feel like I did my good deed for the day by donating to charity. And so, and then I just like funneled the money to charity through the the corporate account that um, Coffee Chats has. And so it, it was a nice ability to kind of say like, a Coffee Chat not only helped this person, but is now going to go help some other people. So hopefully that answered your question. It does, and it's beautiful because you are in the target market for mentors. So I will ask you another thing. Aside from the 
donations, which, well, we don't know whether people will do it, the mentors or not. Many of them will do it for free. So let me ask you this. What is the most meaningful thing to you about mentoring someone from all over the world on a coffee chat? You, not as the founder, it's it's your baby, yes, and everything, but separating all that, what is the meaningful, the most touching part about that behavior or action? Yeah, that's a, it's a very good question. And it gets me into a very like more emotional, less like quant business headspace. Um, I think it comes down to like, it comes down to my father. So he very much um, taught me that you have a responsibility on earth to to make the world a better place, right? Leave it better than you you kind of first arrived at the place. And so we also recognize that time is short. And I think definitely with the context of 2020 and all the crazy things that have happened, um, we take for granted the amount of time that we have because it's a lot less than we think. And so I think what it comes back to then is like, how can I just make the world a slightly better place? And I think when I was majoring in English, I thought I would write stories that would um, make the world a better place and, and hopefully inspire people and things like that. But my career path has changed such that now it's I have knowledge around how to negotiate a salary, how to get a job in a tech company, how to do well at those tech companies, um, how to navigate startup ecospace. Um, but I feel like it'd be incredibly selfish if that information was locked up in my mind because I am also a child of immigrants. I am also the child of a family that saved every dollar because they didn't know what financial institutions had the best return on investment. They weren't stocks people because they didn't have that knowledge. But then I was introduced to people who grew up in mansions in New York City, in Manhattan, who had that knowledge and they gave that knowledge to me. And so it almost feels like if I retain that knowledge and I don't give it to other people, I'm not leaving the world a better place. I am making it more terrible than I than I first saw. And so if I can help these people, if I can help other people, even one other person get a job or find a fulfilling career or negotiate that $60,000 salary to $70,000, um, then I feel like I did my job and I, I made the world a little bit better with the knowledge that I have. I love it. And one small question, because this is so cool. Uh, do you think, or in your own experience, most of the people who are offering mentorship on your platform, the highest users, do they tend to be childs of immigrant families as well, or it's all over the place? Hmm. I don't, I've never checked. I don't know. But I, I will say, regardless of child of immigrant or not, there's definitely... Um, I feel them as people had that core thing of mentorship must have changed something for me. So I want to give back to other people. There does seem to be this very strong overlap of I value mentorship because mentorship helped me. And now I want to help other people with that as well. Which is wonderful. You know, uh, now, you know, like the story to tell about your website is we're talking about attracting more men, mentors, uh, people to give mentorship. It's this, that you tell the story of how mentorship changed your life and therefore you know how much it can change someone else's and make the world a better place. But let me think, okay, because you have two messages. There are messages that will go to the people who will buy mentorship time and the people who will offer mentorship. And it's different, but the more valuable ones are the mentors because it will be much, much easier to explain the value of getting a mentor to someone who knows that knowledge is locked and they're struggling all over the place. It's just an easy sell. But to the mentors, it's very important to have clarity rather than focusing on the features and benefits of okay, we have this tool and we have this integration and it's very nice. That doesn't touch the heart. What touches the heart is this. You have succeeded and you worked very, very hard and you gained so much experience, but you realize that your time on this life is short, actually shorter than you think. And the way to continue to impact the world is through legacy, by leaving 
that knowledge into the minds of other people, touching their lives in a way that will give them a better experience than you left them. Actually, they might even remember you when you're gone with fond memories, and therefore you're never dead, like in the Greek mythologies and stories that as long as someone on this earth remembers your name, you're never dead. And therefore, you as someone who has experienced firsthand the uh, power of uh, coffee chats and mentorship, where in one coffee chat you got that job at Google that changed your trajectory. When one coffee chat you are introduced to uh, the person introduced you, connected you with your future wife that changed your love life. Right now, you offer this platform of people who care about making, uh, for people who care about making the difference, to make a difference not just in their own location, but all over the world, whether in Asia, India, Europe, Africa, South America, or in uh, in the next door neighborhood, through simply using your platform, where they can use it totally for free, or they can pay a one monthly fee that will give them uh, the whole thing, whether to collect payment, to give information about themselves, to have complete scheduling so that they don't, they can offer mentorship without the headaches so that it's easy to do and therefore they can trust themselves to do more of it. And therefore every day when they see themselves changing the lives of people, they can get that good feeling of being of meaning in life, that they're contributing to a cause that is much, much bigger than themselves, and that they're somewhat paying back their dues, paying back those returns they got through the mentorship that changed their life. And they are being the person who has the kindness and generosity to not be selfish and keep knowledge locked inside their minds, because what the alternative is, there are people out there lost who cannot connect to them, and there is no easy way for them to connect with. And those people will have a horrible life, and the world will be a worse place, and there will be a lot of war and hostility in this world because those people are suffering, and you're here, and you can help them, but there is no way to connect. And even if there is a way, it's a hassle, and therefore our human nature will creep in, and it will be so difficult for you to keep on doing it, but we make it so simple at Coffee Chats that you will trust simply using this and putting it on your LinkedIn people from all over the world who need you and who will have truly benefit from that knowledge you have can access it and whether they pay you for it or help you give money to charity or even just graciously give your time, you will not be that person who is only working and spending their day doing a job where they don't immediately see the benefits to the customers because there are layers of data between you and them. But you will look the person in the eyes and see in their eyes that true gratitude and happiness that will let you sleep at night and know that this is something that money cannot buy. The difference you're making in the lives of all the people all over the world, all the future of so many countries will be better just because you are allowing the right people to have better lives and go on to mentor other people in their way. And that will be your legacy. And that's what life really is all about. Absolutely. um, It reminds me of a quote that has always stuck with me from the musical Hamilton, which is, um, what is a legacy? Legacy is planting seeds in a garden that you will never see, right? Like, there is this idea of like, you, you, you plant this tiny redwood seed and it will take hundreds of years to be fully fulfilled, right? But it's worth doing because it makes the world a better place. And that's, that's what it comes back to for me. Yes, and that can be actually the first thing on top of your page in your marketing. Plant the seeds, uh, the seeds of your legacy with every coffee shop. And then they're like, Okay, that makes sense because it's not vague. It, I mean, like it's metaphorical, but smart people will get it and they'll be like, wow, okay, okay, this, I'm interested. And then you can say how all this, what I explained, that is the messaging, that is the positioning, that is the marketing that actually touches the people at their heart. If there is anything, I'm like the complimentary to you. You are the quant marketer. I'm like the super emotional um, yeah, resonance great. Kind, kind, <laughs> kind of guy. And that's what I've been helping people with is that makers 
are so analytical and they focus on features. And then I dig deep to find that resonant chord of emotions in their idea. And when they use this, people will resonate. And this is more powerful than just saying, okay, we are cheaper than Calendly and cards. Right. Yes, <laughs> but, but so what? You're saying, we're not just cheaper than Calendly and card. You're, change, you're leaving a legacy with every single mentorship uh, coffee chat that you will have here. This has meaning. And therefore, you actually could charge even more than those two and get more because you're not just offering features. You're offering a legacy. Perfect. And that's yeah. what life is all about. And thank you very much for the opportunity to do this with you i mean your idea is absolutely great but i noticed in the beginning it wasn't even talking about this at all it was mostly about okay we help you charge which is a very selfish kind of thing but i believe honestly that to some people it might be repulsive like the people who really really are after mentorship they will feel a bit dirty to 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 be like focusing so much like okay we help you charge but when you say you can take that money and donate it like you are doing then it's like wow that's not only helping one person but not just leaving this legacy but i can for example in charity water with every mm -hmm. mentorship yep. i can i can change the future access to clean water for five people with every person that i help and that's leverage right there but other than this can you speak a bit more about like what ideas maybe could you like gained from this um, interview that will help your business be better? Because I would like, I know something is called speed of implementation, that when we get hot about an idea, we should just begin with it and see how the world goes. Is there anything that I, um, you know, inspired you <laughs> today or anything like that? Absolutely. There's one that, I thought about, but I didn't officially write it down because I, you know, you, like you said, speed of implementation, you think about other things and you go chase those. I think the one that thing is missing is integration with some kind of charity API. The idea that um, you go on the platform and yes, you, you say like, I would like to charge for chats, but I want to then just immediately send that money to charity water, the Red Cross, uh, you know, whatever foundations that are important for you. And then just make it as easy as possible for people to set that stuff up. Because I think, to your point, there, uh, if, if I, I very much want Coffee Chats to be a, a, a success, and I think understanding who are the kinds of users that will use it. And I think there are those that will, you know, are looking for a scheduling tool and, and just want to do the free. There are those that want the mentorship. Like you said, like, I think that's where I personally resonate with and I need to figure out like messaging and content strategy. But there are those that are like, I would like to do mentorship, but my time is valuable. But if I can just donate the money that I generate easily to a charity that I'm really passionate about, like cancer research or something like that, then that sounds great. It's a double win. But yes. I, what I've also learned is everything comes down to um, make it as easy as possible. Reduce the number of clicks, reduce the number of barriers. So if I can make it super easy, then I think that's also a win. Yes, uh, which is eliminating friction. And I mean, you have so much potential for this, especially you are your own story will resonate with the people who will be attracted because they care about mentorship. So if there's anything like you remember what I said about the whole thing and how it's leaving a legacy and everything you have right now, your headline is build a website, host and get paid for XYZ no code and required that's beautiful but the next level is yeah. uh, simple hassle-free legacy creation yeah and they're like what 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 does this mean and then under it you explain what it means because the the purpose of the headline is you know some people depends like because um depends on how good of a marketer you are but when you get really good you're the only purpose of each sentence and the headline is to get them to read the next headline it's not to explain everything so when you do something curiosity laden yet resonant like that like i said which is simple hassle-free legacy creation they're like i care about legacy or maybe we don't use legacy because in code there is legacy code they'll be like <laughs> are you an it guy but <laughs> we can say you know simple hassle-free 
um, ah, it's changing the world. Okay, it, it's the focus should be on what you said that you leave the world a better place, and that is the purpose of this whole endeavor. And you're already profitable, which means there is a demand even with this kind of more basic marketing. Which means if you add more, it will only go up and up. And as you said. A pocket of people who love you is always much, much better than uh, having a lot of people who are meh about you. And the people who will love it are the people who are similar to you and respond to the same kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was an honor. This is very long, one of the longest <laughs> interviews, but it was so interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, please, you know, have your... Uh, Closing remarks. <laughs> say. Yeah. Anything, anything you would like to share, as well as links where people can connect with you, people who would like coffee chats with you. Where should they should they go, and how to keep in touch and know about your latest uh, updates? Yeah, absolutely. So, if you want to try coffee chats and leave a legacy, one coffee chat at a time, uh, the website is trycoffeechats.com. If you want to chat with me. My website is chris.trycoffeechats.com. The official Coffee Chats Twitter is at trycoffeechats. Um, we don't have an Instagram or Facebook or a LinkedIn. Um, it's because I'm a team of one, and I really just focus on Twitter as my place, which is actually how I met Aziz, which is very cool. Um, if you want to email me, it's chris at trycoffeechats.com. Um, and, and all I will say is thank you for the time, Aziz. I think this was really, really great. I think we were originally scheduled to talk only for 30 minutes. And it was just a really fruitful conversation. And I think um, the last thing I will say is that is also the reason why I think Coffee Chats is successful is because it is this idea of a voice conversation. The text-based community model um, had so much friction and, and you had to wait for responses and things like that. There is something magical when two people are just bouncing ideas off of each other through a conversation, whether it's video or just purely audio. Um, but there, there is magic there. There's so much that can change and happen for people's lives in that coffee chat. And, um, and in some ways, this is arguably a coffee chat, right? It's just a recorded one that will be released to other people. So um, it's just it's been so great to have this chat with you. And thank you for, for having me. Thank you. It's my honor, my privilege. And also my way to leave a legacy through supporting a platform that will help people leave legacies. And therefore, that's like the, the biggest kind of leverage possible. I thank you for your time. I know how valuable it is and I help in every way I can. And to the listener, I know there are many ideas inside so many people who don't know how to communicate it with marketing. If you'd like for free a whole thing like this that probably we might record it as an episode, please review this podcast on Apple. Then send me a screenshot at NoCodeWealth on Twitter and you will get this help just absolutely for free so that the world and the community will become better because the ideas won't just get stay locked inside of the maker's mind without the right communication and emotional resonance. I wish you a great day, Chris. It was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Take care, Aziz. Mm -hmm.